0: so welcome back everybody welcome back to another episode of tony takes on life tony's take on life um today we're gonna be graced with the presence of a very special guest uh a very very good mate of mine go back a long time now actually time flies eh? my goodness Um, so yes he's going to be joining us from Amsterdam and giving us a bit of a background on what he's kind of enjoying there and what he's not and how life is generally Um, so yes Um, he is also going to be in time the co-host of this show so make sure listeners that you're all listening carefully to where he's coming from. Cause uh, I think we can all learn some valuable information from him. Um, so yes, also make sure that you su- subscribe to the show because um, we're going to start doing these a bit more regularly. So just make sure that you want to, well, if you want to stay up to date and stay in the loop and uh, yeah, follow along. So, with no further ado, I'd like to welcome my good friend, Mr. Warren Bell. Hey, Warren. How are you going?
1: Yeah, how's it, Ant? Yeah, very good, thanks. So, yeah, Thanks for having me on your show. Absolute privilege.
0: <laughs> no, I'm very chuffed that you came on, dude. It's very, very good to hear. Um, now, awesome, um, yeah.
1: Glad we're doing this. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, are you going to co-host it with me, Warren? Yeah, I'm very happy with that, I must say. Very happy. will give me be a nice little little distraction from work for sure that'll be good fun
0: yeah no i reckon it'll be good and we can we can cover
1: a, a large range of
0: topics as well because uh, you're a genius i know so especially when it <laughs> especially when it comes to bitcoin i mean fuck you, you got it all you got it all down
1: yeah like we're in a bit of a slump at the moment but uh you know patience is key yeah <laughs>
0: Wow, I'm sure I'm sure Ben Mallon will be listening, so don't worry, he can definitely, yeah, he definitely okay. need the advice.
1: Nah, Ben, he's, he's given up on me, he, he sold all <laughs> his Bitcoin, nah, he's given up, you know, I, with Ben, I never hear a thank you for making your money, I just share complaints whenever it's a bit down, you know, old oh, Ben. Yeah, no, that's how,
0: they, that's how it usually is, of course, it's hard being an advisor, because uh, everybody loves you when you're making money, but when they're losing money, they will blame you as well, so. <laughs> No, for sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, anyway, so tell us, Warren, who's Warren, and uh, tell us more about yourself,
1: yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so I think, so sort we of, yeah, obviously from Zimbabwe, yeah, same as you, yeah, junior school, yeah, Gatesway Primary, absolute class act, that absolute <laughs> classic. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, high school, yeah, St. John's as well, probably not as uh. Was reputable as old Gateway Junior, but um, yeah, definitely a very fun and entertaining time there. Yeah, I met some really good mates. Um, yeah, I did some very questionable, questionable behavior on the weekends, bit of <laughs> sport every you now and then. Um, but then yeah, sort of after high school, yeah, I made my way to Cape Town for three years, did a bachelor's in economics and politics. Um, yeah. Probably a bit more more partying than studying, as is reflected in my marks. Um, but then, yeah, I was lucky enough to get into a master's program in the Netherlands. So, yeah, graduated um, a master's in economics, where I specialize in law and economics. So, it's like competition and regulatory um, sort of economics. And then, yeah, I graduated that January 2019, and now... Yeah, now I'm living, living in the Netherlands, uh, working for Mars, a company called Mars Incorporated. We are the sixth biggest private company in the world. Uh, sorry, in America. Uh, we are a confectionery company. Yeah, obviously we do all the chocolates, Mars bars. Um, it's got some pet food going. And yeah, some new news. As of September, I'll be moving to Dubai for a year for, for work.
0: yo Okay. Flash, yeah. my man. Very flash. Very fancy.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm on a, a finance graduate program. It's, it's like a leadership program where they sort of guide you to become a CFO. Um, it's like a fast track. And and now, um, essentially, part of the program, we have a year abroad. And, yeah, I was, I was yeah, fortunate enough to, to hit up this uh, Dubai opportunity, So, yeah, I think that'd be really exciting. Might actually get a tan for once instead of just sunburn.
0: (laughs) Yes, no, I'm sure, buddy. So, you are excited for that then, obviously.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, yeah, it's a little bit sad because we've just settled in, just moved into a new apartment in Amsterdam, like, you know, really enjoying here. But I think it's it's an opportunity I can't turn down.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. So, I mean, you said that's in September. So, that's pretty soon, eh?
1: Yeah, I'll let you, I'll probably move there middle of August and then start the job first of September.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's that's pretty sudden. And uh, any COVID restrictions or any like issues with traveling, or or good.
1: Um. No, I think all good. I just I'll probably have to get a PCR test or something like that. Um. However, I will be fully vaccinated by by then as well, which will probably be a bit advanced just. But yeah, as far yeah. as I know it's yeah, it's just sort of smooth sailing at the moment. But yeah, yeah no, I was going to ask you. be a hiccup. Yeah, cuz I was going to
0: ask you about um like the vaccination process in in Amsterdam. I mean, are they are you guys pretty much all done or on track? How's it how's it yeah, going? Yeah,
1: so yeah, the Netherlands is off to a pretty slow start. Um but now yeah, there's a lot of uh yeah, pretty much Everyone over the age of 18 is now legible to register for an appointment. Um, so I've got my first appointment uh, next week for the Pfizer or Moderna jab. And then the following one in August, and then I'll be fully vaccinated. I'd say probably by end of August, everyone who's legible will probably be fully vaccinated by end of August.
0: Yeah, wow, that's pretty good, eh? I mean, Australia
1: definitely seems to be lagging behind a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> nah, I mean, we, we are a very, <laughs> we are a very small population though. I think we're about we're similar to Zimbabwe. we were about eighteen million, around there. Yeah, so yeah, We 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 do have quite a small population there, yeah, which does help.
0: I mean, but true though. But I mean, I think WA is probably only around twenty million, as well. I mean, like I mean, we're obviously a lot a lot more spread out than uh, <laughs> than than you guys. Yeah, that is uh, <laughs> <Yeah, that's> true. <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know. I think the Australian government's having a bit of an issue with trying to get it all sorted out. I mean, I thought, I thought, like, I had a theory the other day thinking, like, they're probably, I mean, the companies that are manufacturing the vaccine, they're probably not going to be sending it to countries that don't really have COVID, you know what I mean? When there are, like, countries that really need it, like India and, like, Africa, probably, you know? So they're probably, Australia's probably at the um... bottom of the list. So...
1: No, nah, I, think, I think it's all contract-based. I, I don't think they really care about who's doing well and who's not. It's just sort of, yeah, it's all contract-based. Um, well, well, when the vaccines first started um, getting made, then the sort of first trial data came out. The sort of better vaccines, a lot of countries um, really made some supply contracts. Uh, so obviously they'll get priority because they're sort of first. Um, and then, yeah, Australia... Yeah, they were pretty certain that they're going to eradicate it. They didn't really need, they didn't prioritize um, vaccines at the time. So I think they they're a bit behind on, um, sort of ordering vaccines. Just because I think they're a bit on the back foot. But yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys will be sorted soon enough, though.
0: No, for sure.
1: I think to be honest, the only thing that I want
0: is to like open up the borders. Uh, I mean, we can actually go and travel again. That's probably well. I'm sure everybody else is concerned about that as well. You know. and when was the last
1: time you were out of uh, australia?
0: Oh wow well, definitely well only three years now, um, now. Uh... <laughs> well outside the farm probably not that long <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> I mean just any form of civilization is different for you eh? (laughs) you go to Pemberton where there's like 500 (laughs) people and you're like damn this place is busy man (laughs) no no but I mean like yeah WA I can't say I've actually uh, no I literally haven't been anywhere else Um, I would love to go to the eastern states uh, but it's just so jumpy at the moment like I mean literally like it's all fine they have no COVID and then the next week they're Fucking full of COVID, and then nobody can travel there, and then you can travel there, and then you can't travel there, and then I'm like, oh cool, but it would be awesome to go to New Zealand, and then New Zealand's like, yeah, you can come, and then they're like, oh no, actually, sorry, no, you can't come anymore.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's, it's kind of a New bit. Zealand, yeah, yeah, New Zealand's playing silly buggers, uh. yeah. So <laughs> selling I mean it's selling like, dreams, <laughs>
0: literally selling
1: dreams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Love it. Tell me, Anthony, although this is your podcast, I need to ask you a, a very legit question here. I've yeah. heard speculation that you have spent some time in Sydney as an underwear model. Just, uh, just give me the facts <laughs> here. Look, I, this is what I've I'm, heard. Uh, There's a chap that goes on did. in Zimbabwe. Look, this, I haven't made this up. This is what I heard. Okay, this is what I've heard. I just thought well, this is a, a great platform to clear the story up. <laughs> I, I'm amazed.
0: I, I, word travels around the world like it is unbelievable. Like, I mean, Zimbabweans have a, a specific knack, especially you, Warren. You have a specific <laughs> knack for finding out information about people. <laughs> Where did you hear that story from? No, no, no.
1: That's that's not important. You tell me: is this story true or false? Uh, okay. So this is, is true. False, it given is false. Okay.
0: That. Uh, let, let me get this clear. It is it is false at the current moment, but it was true. At the okay. Beginning so it has happened. Yeah. Yes, it has okay, happened. So, I okay. I tried my hand at being an underwear model. Uh,
1: okay. When are we gonna hear a song about that?
0: Probably never, if I'm honest. Probably never. <laughs> okay,
1: I'll write okay, I'll drop one then. I'll drop one.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah if you can write us a, a song, I'll, I'll help you record
1: it, and then we can we can we can play it out for everybody. <laughs> I, I thought that's what your, your latest song, Famous, is about. In other words, your underwear career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it might
0: actually. I mean, maybe secretly in my subconscious. That's actually what I'm dreaming of. <laughs>
1: Um, (laughs) okay now i just wanted to clear just wanted to actually hear from you if this was true or not but no no, that's good no no, that's good to hear well i mean
0: it's interesting i might have to actually now post on my instagram a picture just so that people don't think i'm lying no probably don't (laughs) i'm not gonna lie probably don't (laughs) (laughs) yeah probably lose all of the followers that i've gained in the last couple of weeks All gone yeah, <laughs> um, let's just promote the right image, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, But yes, although I will tell you another end of the story, it did end up actually being a big scam. So uh, it it did go a bit deeper than uh, than just Kiampi being an underwear model. Um, so basically, I kind of like I was looking around because I was like, okay, I need I need a way to to kind of more promotion okay so i was like yeah. oh well i spent a lot of time in the gym maybe maybe i should try my hand at modeling you know what well, i mean can't be that difficult maybe i should have a go um so i was like yeah whatever i mean t- to be honest underwear wasn't the, the first thing that i thought about but ugh, all good uh so then i started asking around at some of the modeling modeling agencies in perth and they were kind of like nah fucking no ways you don't have to look you're know, too short or whatever they're very uh, specific about what they want. Um, yeah. And then there was this one. There was one agency that I, I I got hold of them, and the guy was like, "Oh yeah, no, cool." I mean, it didn't help. initially, like straight off the bat, I knew he was gay, and like I don't have anything against gay people or whatever. But initially, I was like, "Hmm." I was a bit standoffish. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so I decided to kind of keep my Well, keep trying. It's good to push yourself and do new things. So um, he was like, yeah, no, send me some pictures and like, let's see how you, I mean, literally just like kind of a few selfies in the mirror, like nothing like ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Sort of standard procedure. Yeah. No, let's see your body or whatever. So uh, already it's like, it's a bit awkward for me. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, so we do this whole thing and he's like, yeah, no, cool. You got a good look. You got a good board, whatever. Um, Why don't you sign up and we'll start organizing some shoots for you. I'm like, yeah, okay, that sounds pretty legit. All right, let's do this thing. So I start, uh, so I start. So I, I signed a few forms and I paid a bit of money just to like register and whatever with his agency. And, uh, I then, and then like I wait a couple of weeks and he's like, cool, we've got you booked on a shoot. So rock up. So I'm like, okay, cool. So it's in Perth. So I drive, drive to the beach or whatever. And, uh, and this there's this like there's this dude. Okay, he's like this short, like fat, like super gay dude. And uh hmm. he's like, Oh hey Anto, how you going? I'm like, Yeah, no, all good, thanks, good to meet you, whatever. And then there's another dude there, like another youngster, like my kind of age. And yeah. uh, he's he's been doing it for a while. So we're both okay. there. Cool. and then he pulls out like he pulls out these like fucking these guns, dude. He pulls out like <laughs> like the old man style like fucking no, <laughs> like, stop. No, 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 no. thong thing dude and I was like serious okay you want me to fucking oh, wear that thing <laughs> and then because this so, because the other guy had been doing it for a while he gets like the normal kind of briefs things okay? yes yeah. yeah. and yeah I, I get stuck with the, like, the man thong um so I was like okay uh all right I'll 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 i'm here now i might, well, might as well do it so i mean they have a professional photographer there and everything and i mean like the oak is pretty legit so i'm doing my thing and then like yeah we're, t- we're taking a few photos it's- it starts raining it was like it's almost like it's planned it's fucking weird and like you're standing there and he's telling you how to pose and it's super awkward as hell because like i just felt like i was being perved on the whole time it's just fucking weird like <laughs> anyway so um and then we, we only lasted like 15 minutes. And then so he's kind of like, okay, cool. Put your clothes back on, all good. And then I get to keep my menthol, which I still have. So, uh, Okay. Went, obviously. But uh, yeah, so I got those. And I also got like those, you know, those kind of things that we used to swim in, like a swimming galas, like those kind of swimming costumes. Ed? Yeah, speeders. Yeah. yeah. I mean, So I got a pair of those. That was, that was all right. I didn't mind modeling those. That was cool. So anyway, yeah, a couple of weeks later, I get everything on, like, on Facebook and it all seems pretty legit. And then payment, because he's like, yeah, no, we'll pay you all good. And then I'm pressing this dude, and I'm like, dude, where's my payment? Like, what the hell, what's going on? And then, like, it takes ages, takes ages, takes ages. And then, in the meantime, he's still promising me, like, all of these other jobs. And he's like, yeah, no, we're going to fly to Queensland. We've got this three grand job on for you. Uh, all you need to do is, like, pay us a bit of money, and then uh, just get uh, okay. the flights and all this kind of thing. And I was like, uh, okay. So, i uh, like, I'm my shit, dad, yeah. And I'm like, dad, this guy is fucking talking like contract and uh, but he seems like like because he's like offering me contracts and he's like like i'm trying to get an, an idea of whether it's legit or not um yeah for so sure. anyway, and then and then the guy that i was modeling with i then messaged him and i'm like dude what the fuck is going on like is this like legit or what what the hell and then he's like oh well we've been having suspicions as well and then we joined this group like and then he said so he, he let me into this group chat where there's like 10 dudes like all these models that have like been like waiting for payment and like like chilling and like doing shoots for this guy and then actually not n- nothing's happening like they're not getting paid or nothing's going on um yeah. and they're all like fucking wanting to take this dude to court and whatever and like i literally joined like right mm. at the end because i mean they were literally about to just like take him to court so i kind of just told everyone my story and they're like yeah okay cool welcome to the club kind of thing and then um i mean literally like a couple of weeks later they ended up prosecuting this dude he went to court it was all in the newspaper this guy got like fined and stuck in jail and like for like fucking <laughs> abusing people and like abusing people's rights and all that kind of stuff uh, i mean yeah oh. it was that was pretty hectic i mean like and to be honest the thing that i wasn't the i don't think it was the underwear stuff that was bad i think the bad just like a lot of the guys on the group were complaining like of n- and stuff because he was like really pushing nudes uh um, oh, okay
1: so then, just like, like a bit of a, just a bit of a creepy guy overall you know just yeah oh, dude for real. real like real, a major real fraud, huh?
0: a major little creep dude like fuck <laughs> but uh anyway so that was my experience with modeling and uh after that i was like okay now nah, i'm fine thanks <laughs> i don't okay. need any That's more in my life. <laughs> no, no, yeah good call good call <laughs> so i decided to just stick to the music and uh then I decided to do a podcast because uh, that's a bit more legit and I can run
1: it. So. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. As long as you're not sitting in your little man thong Yeah, as you're recording no, the podcast, no. I think we'll be all
0: right. <laughs> well, yes. Good thing the listeners can't see me. Otherwise, it'd be a
1: disaster. <laughs> nah, I, my usual work outfit is just underpants and a t shirt. So, no, nah, it's all good. I respect the game. I respect the game. It's
0: all the dreams from working from home, <laughs> no, exactly. No, it's cool. um, okay. no, that's cool. All right, so tell us more about your job. Uh, you, uh, are you, you obviously enjoying what you're doing and uh, you feel like you're progressing. Um, are yeah, you for sure? Yeah, are you interested in it and you're enjoying obviously what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I'll give you a bit of an overview. and won't bore, bore the listeners with sort of, yeah, done useless details, but.
0: So basically
1: (laughs) I work in, uh, in our pet nutrition, um, sort of sector at the moment. So we, we own the brands, uh, pedigree, whiskers, Shiba, um, Katsan, sort of your main, yes, your main pet food, um, sort of brands. Well, well, that we at least know coming from Zimbabwe, but obviously in Europe, there's uh, and probably Australia. There's a whole lot of competition around as well. Um. But yeah, so I yeah I'm in I'm in a regional role. So my sort of stakeholders are Germany, Poland, France, and Germany, as they are uh, sorry, and the UK, as they they are sort of biggest uh, European markets. So we call them our blueprint markets. So I'm responsible for the advertising and promotions, uh, financial reporting and analysis, as well as um, also the digital lead for our region as well. So we're basically trying to digitalize our reporting systems. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty much I lead the, the projects to implement those, train our whole uh, sort of our whole units. Um, yeah, figure out what's, what's working, what's not working, fix any errors, yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah, no, it's been really good, really good. And then, yeah, September, I move across to um, the chocolate segment. Obviously, yeah, we've also got the brands, so Mars and then Maltesers, Whiskers, uh, Milky Way, Skittles, M and M's, like uh, yeah, we have got a lot, a lot of chocolates. Um, so I'm going to be working with the as an overheads analyst. Um, so essentially, yeah, analysing our overheads costs. Uh, I think the budget's about, I think it's 150 million, million, well, 125 to 150 million. Um, so I'll be responsible for that. Um, yeah, so I'm also driving digital agenda as well. So I'll be in charge of the Middle Eastern Africa region um, instead now. So, yeah, that's sort of sort of from a work perspective, which is I think a lot to uh, to, to a lot. Finance is quite boring; it's just pushing numbers. But uh, to me, yeah, it's been really interesting, um, sort of finding, bringing out new insights and stuff like that. So it's been pretty cool, especially with my poor maths ability, um, <laughs> as I'm sure. I know. Did, did you feature in our in our core maths class? yeah dude with ASAC man I was there <laughs> no, don't worry no so no. no, I did O-level core maths
0: <laughs> oh okay now I was smarter than you back then then broad. for sure oh, uh, no.
1: I... oh yeah no, my maths journey was shocking <laughs> man I got dropped from set 2 to set 4 like in the space <laughs> of 2 terms and ended up doing core maths with Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was a shocker, mate. Was no offense to Aiden, shocker. obviously. No big offense to Aiden, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah, so wow, they wow. yeah,
1: obviously yeah, and, So they just did uh, then, yeah, did AS mass with you afterwards for two years. We took a whole two years. Got a solid D for that. <laughs> well, I got an E,
0: it, so don't worry. You did better than I did. So. <laughs> that was the thing you overtook me.
1: No, <laughs> I do not know about that. It took me four <laughs> exams to pass first-year university maths because it was, so this was like, it's basically like the u- u- university maths was like sort of A-level maths and a bit extra. So like all those mobbins that I was with, they're like, oh, yeah, it's so easy, whatever. Like no one will go to lectures and stuff. So I, I thought the same, but I forgot everyone did A-level maths. So they knew what was going on. I had no clue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was an idea. It took me... Yeah, it took me two years to pass first-year maths at university.
0: (laughs) It sounds like Michael (laughs) Rossi. I
1: don't know. It sounds like... Michael's having some issues with a few tax exams.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh, wow. Uh, You see? So education actually doesn't count, because now you're in charge of 150 mil. So, I mean, funny how things change, man.
1: Yeah, you'll be surprised what Excel <laughs> and a calculator can do for you, eh? <laughs> So all
0: those times that ASAC said we needed maths, it was actually total bullshit. Like
1: Nah man, I don't know what I'll, all that stuff you learned, man. I don't know I don't, I don't even know what I'd use it for. Pythagoras <laughs> theory, what is that for? That's just so other people can say they know how to do it. <laughs> There's no Why use not? for that. It's honestly like when are you ever gonna not have information of like one side? Just get your ruler out with a tape measure and go measure it, eh? <laughs> it's not gonna well, be, I mean
0: for sure. Like and, oh, and like the other day I was I was thinking about radiuses, okay, and diameters, if you remember that. So I was trying to calculate the like the the, the circumference of, of this thing I was putting together. And then I was uh, like, yeah. trying to remember how the fuck I do it. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I used the pi and a pi r squared. Or pi r like, squared, yeah. Yeah. And then I'm like, so I start writing it down on my, on my piece of paper. And then I'm like, hang on, hang on. I check my phone calculator and there's a fucking button for it. And I'm like, ah. Oh. So, so I just press the button and then times it by whatever I'm, what, like, whatever my measurement was. And it gives me the answer. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So why? Why did I spend months? Trying to study what pi r squared meant when I could just plug it into my iPhone.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, I think maths is a bit of a waste of time. That's like, I think the fundamentals are good to learn, but then the applied stuff, if you're not going to be like an engineer or sort of like a physicist or something like that, then I, I don't really see how maths is that necessary, to be honest. <laughs> um, I mean, okay, I know, okay in, in sort of uh, like corporate finance. Um, sort of stock, stock trading and stuff. I know you can go into quite, quite depth with derivatives and stuff. But, but I mean, apart from that, yeah, it's not much interest, I must admit.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, so. that was the other thing. I was like, even like my my recent experience with with learning about stocks and trading and all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, I think statistics is pretty helpful. I mean, like, and like I was always shit at stats, but I'm seeing a lot of the stuff that I'm looking at now really kind of refers back to a lot of the stuff that we used to learn like um like you're saying like derivatives and deviations and like i don't know there's like those graphs that i remember looking at and saying like oh well this is the median and the mean and this is the chances of this happening and all of that happening and then again i never really used to see the implications of that but slowly i'm kind of
1: seeing a bit you know Oh, sounds like you've been doing a lot more analysis on stocks than me, man. <laughs> I don't know what you're going on about, man. I've never used those in my life for stocks. <laughs> I just go, oh, that's, that one sounds cool. <laughs> well, nah, I don't I'm know. Joking. Maybe I'm doing I'm it completely <laughs> wrong. Who knows? Nah, I'm taking it. Nah, I think as much um, research as you can, there's always advantages.
0: Well, I mean, for sure. I think a lot of that, well, in the, in the coming episodes, I think we'll definitely dive into a few of those kind of things and a few of the tools that uh, us young folk are starting to use to try and build ourselves a little bit, because um, uh, I know you're very interested in that kind of thing, and uh, so am I. Um, and I guess that's kind of what we want this podcast to be about a little bit, is give some information to the people who who are not so sure about those kinds of things and maybe could, uh, yeah, get a bit of knowledge from those experienced like yourself, <laughs>
1: uh, I wouldn't call myself experienced. You know, I've been involved for maybe about a year now. About a year, I'd say. I wouldn't. I still think still a lot to learn for sure. Definitely learned oh, yeah. a lot on the way. I um, think one of uh... the most annoying things about learning is that the best way to learn is to lose money. <laughs> sort <laughs> of, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, you know? but no, nah, it's definitely. i've definitely learned a lot along the way for sure
0: yeah well i think also insert a massive disclaimer of that uh any advice given on this program will be uh advice only and is (laughs) our
1: own no 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 (laughs) no 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 no, no, you worded this completely wrong you've gone and said any advice is just advice no 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 this is not financial (laughs) advice this is purely opinions and not financial <laughs> advice. Do not contact me later saying, "Where's my you owe me money?" Do not be like Ben Malin. Okay, <laughs> Those are just opinions. However, <laughs> I would, yeah. If you like to follow them, then that's great. You can lead a lifetime of success. If not, that's okay too.
0: Okay, actually, yeah, no, that was a much better disclaimer than mine.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, it was all over uh... the place.
0: <laughs> You're asking for a lawsuit. <laughs> well, that's okay. we just gotta cover ourselves a little bit more. um but well, it sounds like you're doing very well though, and it sounds like it's it's awesome that you are progressing. It's funny that a little a young John's boy from uh zimbabwe has uh has got so far already you know i mean uh so things are definitely going well for yourself, and that's that's awesome to hear um well done, obviously been a lot of hard work so you're
1: yeah, doing thanks
0: good. Thanks
1: very much, much. Thanks. Um, yeah, and... I think, yeah. Nah, yeah. I wouldn't say it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not really not too hard work for me. I think, I mean, my bachelor's, I averaged like 50 something. Um, It was nothing spectacular. It's just, you know you always just figure out a way to pass. You know, you just find a way to pass the exams Uh, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Okay, we, with the master's, obviously, yeah, I was a bit different. I actually yeah, put in, put in a bit of time and effort, but I mean, yeah it's it's all right and we, we, with jobs and stuff i found it's not really look you do probably have a better chance if you have you know 80 90 percent every exam but it just also comes down a lot to like personality i think it's the way you deal with people treat people um plays a big factor so if you do have sort of average marks um like i wouldn't say it's a disadvantage to finding a job uh i think it just really determines on like how you think and how you interact and network with people, really.
0: No, I think you're totally right. You know, I think like, I think the one thing that school never really, I mean, I guess it kind of taught us in some kind of way, but it never really focused on like social skills, you know, like, it ne- like I mean, so I think you're totally right when you say that, I mean, yes, getting your education and whatever is obviously important and getting like your kind of marks and to show that you can actually commit to something is important, you know, and you can finish it. But I think also that when when it comes down to it, and you're sitting in the room having a conversation with the boss, like he's not really focused on whether you got fifty or eighty percent for your last exam. You know, he's he's wanting to sit there and talk to you and understand that, like, he's talking to a mature, young, potential, like, well-educated person. You know what I mean? And I think confidence is a big part of that. Um, which is, to yeah, be honest, definitely. why I'm not surprised, like, that you've kind of excelled a bit because I mean, you've always you've always been confident you know and like kind of outspoken and more kind of uh, witty than well even to be honest than myself i mean like I've, I've i've had to i've had to work on like expressing myself a bit better but i think you've always been very good at that so um yeah like i don't know i, I think that's really cool um but yeah wow nah. that's cool so listeners if you are if you are if you are waiting for some advice, it's gonna be good. We're gonna be covering a few things. Warren obviously does now have a bit of a background in all sorts. He's also gonna be trying to help me out with my my a few things of my music, um, in terms of like advertising and well, strategies that I can use to maybe broaden my audience a little bit. So uh I'm very grateful for his help and his involvement. Um he's also been a massive support in like the early stages of my music career and to be honest probably one of the only reasons why I've carried on this far. So
1: <laughs> nah, good to hear man. Good to hear. Um, I must um, say we, we do have one we do have one request. This is coming from myself and Byron past supporters. Okay. Yeah. We we need your song famous. That needs to drop on Spotify now. Right now. We're sick of listening to it on your website. We want it now. So we can put it on repeat. That that's all we want. We just want to hear that, yeah, 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 famous! Wow! Well, I shouldn't have—I shouldn't
0: have given you the website. Now you're gonna be bored. By the time it actually drops on Spotify, you're gonna be sick of it.
1: You're missing out on on plenty, plenty listens on uh on Spotify, right?
0: Yeah, dude, my my zero point zero five cents. So listen, fuck! I'm missing out. Dude.
1: <laughs> you you missed out on at least a dollar. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay if I work it out that's
0: probably close to nearly well I mean I've made so do you want to know how much I've made from streaming over the last year
1: yeah have a, yeah, have a guess let's do this transparency have a guess um, I'll say you've probably made well, the 5 cents a stream
0: no less I than see on
1: less it's than like... 5 cents it's okay. like
0: zero, like cents. It's
1: a half a cent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I see if I made like five bucks. <laughs> 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 but a half a it's cent's gone. nothing. And then yeah, like because I know your, your songs on Spotify. I think they all have less than a thousand listens, or pretty yeah. close. That, so exactly. yeah, just by that, I'd say yeah, it's probably about like yeah, around five bucks.
0: Okay. Well, it's a bit. It's a bit higher than that. So uh, I'm, I'm. I feel. I feel a bit. Of, a bit of pride okay. beaming from my. From my well, chest right bear now. in mind, but, uh... I, did,
1: I did. do cool maths. Remember. So...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is. This is. Listen, everybody. This is the advice from. Warren.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is, I'm no mathematician.
0: <laughs> um. But okay. Oh. So, Thirty dollars. Okay. Total. that's across YouTube everything so
1: you can, I can see why it's actually is, I mean, is like, SoundCloud monetized
0: well you can you can monetize it, but they don't really pay you for it so it's more of like a, uh, okay people go there to kind of like look for new artists so it's a good way of getting discovered um, <clears throat> and it's now, quite an easy algorithm to play with whereas like Spotify is obviously very competitive especially with your major label artists and like yeah. I mean they're all obviously backed by massive teams and promotional services and that kind of stuff but um, but yeah so I mean but to be honest YouTube is actually a big one and radio radio is a massive one for some reason one of my songs has come up on I Heart Radio a couple of times and it's like just oh, being my cool. like well yeah I mean but, but I didn't even know about it like it's very strange like they don't even contact me or anything it's just like all I see on my payslip is like, oh, three bucks from iHeartRadio. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) No, yeah,
1: that'll work. That'll do. That's pretty cool. Um,
0: But yeah, I mean, so like, it's, it's, it's quite an interesting thing. I don't know. I'm kind of still working out how it all, how it all works. But I mean, you can see how, to be honest, it's actually, I mean, like if I think about how much money I've invested into it, like it's, you kind of get to a point where you're like, well, how is this actually worth it? So you kind of got to really drill down, I guess, why you're actually doing it. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, if you get a big song, go viral. I mean, I think, I think I was looking at it the other day. So if you get a billion streams on Spotify, so I'm talking like, that's like a number one fucking, like that's a span. No, you make four mil. So,
1: well, that's all right, that's a couple of nice meals,
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, if you can get it to go viral or whatever I mean a lot of viral songs probably don't even get close to a billion streams, but um but I mean yeah, like obviously it's one of those games where it kind of you need i mean a lot of play i, th- I
1: think I think like a goal like a realistic goal to have is to sort of aim for like to make you know maybe like a grander song or something like that yeah you know, just to start yeah. off well even chat, to be honest, you could make like a couple a grand a couple grand a song it's just like extra income coming in, I think that's a pretty realistic uh sort of goals to set,
0: yeah well, I mean, I think that's also the thing, and like even to be honest, I think my I'm a bit more modest than that, like I was kind of thinking to myself the other day, I was like, you know what if I could actually just get it to a point where it's paying for it you know what I mean, so if I'm kind of like yeah so dropping two hundred and fifty bucks a month on like software costs and like any kind of beats or whatever that I'm trying to use and like artwork and that kind of stuff. Um, shout out to Guerra for doing all my artwork. He's a beast. He does it really well. Fuck. I'm super impressed. Um, but anyway, so yeah. So I was kind of like, well, to be honest, if I could just get it to that point, then, then, then that's cool. You know, cause then it can be like, it's like a self-paying hobby, you know? Um, but I think also time, you know, I was kind of looking at the other day, like, I think side hustles are a general kind of, like, a four-year kind of thing. Like, I don't think a year or two is really going to make much of a difference. Um, I think you have to kind of stick it out a little bit. Uh, and obviously, develop yeah. strategies and get your kind of idea of what, what you're thinking about, and what you want to do, and um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think that's kind of how it goes.
1: Yeah, uh, it makes sense. I think it takes time to develop sort of the the genre and artist that you want to be so like takes time to develop your, your sort of brand and image as well so like I think it's unfair on yourself to give it like one or two years and then be like that's not working out to over it I think mean, you definitely yeah. need like yeah, enough time to sort of yeah, develop yourself as an artist uh, yeah with regards to sort of figure out sort of who you are as an artist and what your genre is and stuff like that I think yeah I think it's definitely worth giving it a few more years for sure.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's the thing. And then when we get old and boring, then we can just be like, okay, well, that's fine. I just become
1: a farmer, and then all good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, at, least, at, least, at least you can say you tried. I mean, I think you're probably fine if you had to give up now, and if ten years you're probably like, ah, man, what if I carried on for a few years? Who knows what would have happened? You know, so at least I think like now is the best time to to give it your best shots. Well, you don't really have that many commitments. Yeah, true that. No. Yeah. Oh, I mean, and that's totally the thing as well.
0: And I think like, even for a lot of the people out there, like, I mean, like the listeners and stuff, I mean, I think there's also, I mean, there's obviously a lot of pressure from society to kind of get into like your, your, well, kind of, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people that I know nowadays are just like getting married and I'm like, damn, that's, that's a pretty heavy commitment at 23. But uh, yeah, I guess everybody's choice, you know, I'm not, I'm not judging anybody, but like, I think yeah. Well, I,
1: oh, I mean, Oh Will- well, look, who would have thought Willie Swan getting married? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Well, I mean, I guess if you meet the right person and you're feeling right and it's the right time, then you know, all good. But um, uh, but yeah, you're right. I, I like don't know is... who...
1: <laughs> to Put up with Villy's shit for life, you <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, I guess. No, sorry to judge, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, That's okay. No she's, a, done well.
0: <laughs> no, she's she's patient. She'll be fine. Um, but I think, yeah, like I think it's kind of like I think a lot of the stuff that I'm kind of pushing as well is just like, you know, like go after what you want, you know, like if you're if you're interested in fucking becoming a, a show horse rider or whatever, then just just do it. You know, I think although to be honest, I think it's, it's easy to say that and then quite hard to actually implement that kind of thing because at the end of the day, I think a big restriction for us youngsters is income or cash flow, you know what I mean? Because like, everyone's like, yeah, no, cool, I want to go and fucking travel the world or I want to go and do a whole bunch of things and then you're kind of like, oh, yeah, but unless I actually get money from the rents or I'm saving something, then it's kind of hard for me to go
1: and do what I want to do, you know what I mean?
0: So, Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. I think, like especially coming from Zimbabwe, you have a very dependent like culture where you depend on your parents for so long, even after high school, um, throughout university, you know, maybe one or two years after university where you're figuring out what to do. You know, it's a very dependent culture where in Europe, like one of, it's, it's very, very different where people like it, you take out a student loan. Um, that's sort of like, yeah, so you, you, you do your uni, it's, it's all on you and then throughout your working years, you, you pay for it. Um, yeah, you know, the governments give you funding sort of like police student loans or pay your rent, um, uh, sort of like your living expenses as well. Um, and then it's like, if you, I know, yes, in the Netherlands, then if you, you graduate, they sort of wipe out a portion of that loan. Um, and then you just pay off like the rest of it, obviously based on your income. Like I know, yeah, you know, one person, I know she, uh, she owes like 25,000 in, um, student debt but then she pays nice. 50 euros a month back um which i mean yeah
0: but yeah i mean like you're saying i mean so he's only paying back like 50 euros a month so it's not
1: yeah exactly it's not you know the- and then but then like yeah you're, you're fully independent um also like yeah like i feel like a lot of them have the mentality that like they're, they're happy to just um be dependent on their on their parents for as long as possible and basically until their parents are like okay no come go, go, sort your life out, go do something. You know, Dude. they, we're here, everyone's working. Um, some people start working when they're like 15, 16 here, uh, Sort of part-time jobs, just to sort of anything throughout uni. these, Everyone's just sort of working and once you get that taste of your own money, then you're like, oh, okay, this actually feels so much better than relying on a, sort of on a, on a bank transfer from your parents the whole time.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I think wow. the biggest thing like I remember hating it. like every time I wanted to go to like out when especially when we were partying and like going to Tinroof roof and that kind of stuff, like the the awkward chat that you' gotta have with the buddy oh. before you're like, oh, <laughs> can I have like fifty bucks and go to tin roof? like
1: what are you gonna do at Tinroof?
0: roof? Uh, I'm just gonna have a few drinks. <laughs> yeah.
1: No it was like the whole what used to what what my favorite was it was the whole negotiation process. so you give it that how dad, I was the week been? you know, how you been? It's <laughs> happening? You know? Then if he's like, you can tell he's not in a great mood. Like, oh, mom! Aha. I've been in for a while. You know how you mean? <laughs> you know, he's good, and like, the oh, thing, right, Warren, what do you want? There a... <laughs> yeah, What do you like, want? see <laughs> you know, so, you know, that Friday? I never go out on Fridays. <laughs> you know, I reach mean, my so mom and just like, I right, go get my purse. I just run. You run to that purse. You grab it. you like, you just sit there like a little dog waiting for a treat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, if I'm honest, I can't no. say I miss those days. I mean, like no, we <laughs> work
1: hard, but it's uh, I think it's better.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: no, it's definitely better. No, could be, like, financial freedom is a it's a great experience for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, so tell us more about your
0: your life in Amsterdam, bro. You obviously you've you just got a new you've got a new apartment, which you're very happy about. Um, I guess you do you generally like the pace of life there. Are you,
1: are you happy there? Yeah, yeah, absolutely loving it here. Like you know, ah, uh, yeah, the, the city is just really amazing. Um, there's just so much going on all the time. Uh, so many different cultures. Just there's just a lot going on at, at, at once, and it's yeah, it's great. There's just you yeah. can do anything and everything whenever you want. Um, yeah, it's really awesome. We have got a really solid group of friends here as well. Um, sort of there's quite a few Zimbabweans and 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 South Africans as well. Um, so our friend group is probably mainly South Africans. Uh, we had a group of Portuguese mates as well. Um, sort of, yeah, we've got a few, few sort of European uh quota friends, just to say, you know, we do have European friends. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's
0: yeah.
1: <good. laughs> uh, no, but no, it's, it's really good. It's, it's uh, I'm loving it. What I really like, probably the most about it, is that it's just. You know, it's it's pretty central, you know, it's really easy to once you're in Europe, it's really easy to just travel anywhere. Um like what what would be a sort of like a a one hour flight from Harare to Bulawayo is now, you know, one hour flight for me from Amsterdam to, to Dublin in Ireland. Where yeah, that's completely different it. situation. Completely I mean, I think I've gone to Dublin twice now to see Let's see Stefano and, and Nick Jackson. um, And like, yeah, my return flights was like, it's like 40 euros. You know, yeah. It's, and it's, I mean, it's that's ridiculous.
0: massive. Hey. It's like,
1: because yeah. like air travel has become like
0: just kind of standard, standard form of transport, you know what I mean? Whereas I guess in Zim, you're so used to living, well, like I even remember like flying to South Africa or flying overseas was like such an expensive, like massive thing. Whereas like in Europe, I guess it's kind of like more of just a everyday kind of thing, you know, like, oh, fuck, I need to pop over to, to Dublin, like you said, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Or I'm going to go on, on holiday to Croatia for a weekend
1: or, you know, like. So. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's pretty cool. I mean, like next weekend, um, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm off to, I'm probably going to go to Cyprus for the weekend. Uh, so I need to renew my passport there. So, yeah, it's just like a couple hour flights so off you go, sitting in Cyprus for the weekend. You know, it's yeah, yeah. It's a bit ridiculous, like sort of. And it's also awesome because it,
0: you get to experience so many different cultures as well. Because I mean, like, there's so many. It's it's so rich. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not uh,
1: not the most cultural bloke you're ever gonna meet, but it's uh, it's always yeah, it is. It is nice to sort of experience different cultures and meet different people and stuff. Definitely.
0: Yeah. No, that's cool. I mean, massive contrast to WA. I mean, like, fuck. You fly or like, yeah, maybe not flying, but like, if I So if I got in my car and I drove north. I'd probably drive for, like, 13 hours, which would probably be, like, nearly 2,000 Ks. And I'd probably see about five towns and desert fucking everywhere.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's ridiculous. And, like,
0: uh, and it's it's just, like, the distance here is unbelievable. Like, when I first arrived, my uncle was telling me, like, oh, no, it's normal for people to just drive, like, two hours to go and have dinner. And, you know...
1: I started doing normal.
0: it. <laughs> I was like, "That's not normal," and uh, like, I started doing it myself. Like, I'd I be traveling like four hours to go to the farm for like a, a day or two, and then I would drive all the way back like four hours. And then I was kind of like, I remember like when I first started doing it, I was like sitting in my car thinking like, I remember when I used to drive to Kariba, right? Like that was like a five hour drive, and yeah. I remember it yeah. just taking forever. Like you get to you get to like Makuti or i can't even remember fucking where or like the lines then and you'd be like fuck i still i still have like two and a half hours left or whatever and then i don't know in oz it's just like it's completely changed my perspective you know um i even like i like i I tell my sister she obviously lives and she lives in the uk and like i like when she hears me like driving to perth or driving somewhere she's just amazed she doesn't understand she's like what the hell is going on how can you how can you drive that far? Um
1: Yeah, it's 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 a strange concept. Um yeah, definitely because I mean just like here, um like just to own a car for us is like is like you've gotta work pretty far or something because like yeah, we just jump on a train. You jump on a train for a few hours, we're probably in a completely different country.
0: Um yeah. I mean, you also don't need it as well because the public transport system is so 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 efficient and so regular that like yeah, I mean, exactly. there's just no there's no necessary like you just don't need it, you know. Um, yeah. Nah, although sure. I mean, that's cool. Sure. Like, especially because of Amsterdam. Like, I know Amsterdam is really like, especially like with the bicycles, and they really are focusing a lot on like their, their impact on the on on the environment, and I mean that kind of thing. So it's really cool to see like how modern cities can actually operate completely without the need of cars and all those kind of things, you know. Um, although, obviously, things like trucks and... Well, although, I guess trains are being used a lot still. Um, and planes and that kind of stuff.
1: So, um, yeah. No, I mean, we, we do... Obviously, we got, I think, one of the biggest ports in Europe, um, in Rotterdam. So, like, there's a lot of... There's um, a lot of shipping... That comes in, I and mean, then obviously, yeah, that needs to be put on trucks and that. Like, so from that perspective, there's a lot. I mean, like, there are a lot of cars and stuff as well, but not as much as you'd probably expect for that way. Um,
0: yeah. And I mean, I guess you're also, yeah. I mean, your taxes are pretty high. I mean, my sister was explaining to me the other day, like, her taxes on her vehicle are just like unbelievably expensive. And the older, yeah, the vehicle, like, uh... the older the vehicle, the more you get taxed. And it's like, they're really, they base it on like, the, like the model of the vehicle and how old it is and I mean well that's all they it in the UK I'm not sure about Amsterdam but I yeah. imagine it's a similar story um, yeah
1: so Netherlands they tax us on um, like the amount of carbon emissions that your car emits like, yeah. obviously there'll be certain ranges and then so yeah you've got an old car you're probably going to get taxed the most to be honest um, but yeah, yeah like there's, there's all sorts of taxes you've got so you got to pay that carbon emissions tax then there's the there's your road tax, I and mean, then there's, there's just so many, ta- in this country, I reckon at least like twice a month a new tax thing pops up in the post. I don't even know what anymore, I'm just like, okay, we'll just pay this, I don't, I don't even know what it's for anymore. Just like, okay, take my money. Like, I'm just like, can you have to take it off my income tax, I'm like I pay enough from that, okay. Just, okay. Yeah, can extra you not just like,
0: divide me? it between... Can you not
1: divide my income tax
0: by all of the other taxes that you want to divide nah. by? <laughs> nah, it's, it's ridiculous. Man. Yeah, no, it that. Uh, it's okay. The the government needs
1: money from somewhere on. Uh, uh, so. No, nah, but like, see, the thing is, so like, yeah, okay, maybe I don't really mind paying tax that much because you, you're actually able to enjoy the benefits of it. Wow. Well, you know, have exactly everything works leave. sufficiently, hours. you know... <laughs> If I was living in Zimbabwe, I'm not going to lie, I would do all I can to pay absolute minimal tax.
0: Yeah. I was literally about to make the same point. Like, I mean, even here in Australia, like I, I don't mind the taxes because to be honest, at least I can benefit from them in terms of I drive down the road and I don't, my car doesn't get fucked up because there's like a hundred million potholes and the electricity works if I wanted to. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's so many things that are just like kind of normalized. And, like, you can see that the tax money actually goes somewhere. I mean, like, I was actually, like, I was, I was listening to a podcast the yeah. other day about, like, the, like, the, the, uh, what did they call it? Like, they, they break down the Australian, like, what they're going to use the tax money for, basically. And um, yeah. some yeah. of it is, some of it is a bit, like, okay, what the fuck? But, like, you could see that people actually <laughs> spend a lot of time thinking about it, you know, whereas, like. In Zim, it's just like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> Pay taxes? Yeah, this is going into my new Mercedes.
1: <laughs> like... Yeah, no, it's, it is. It is ridiculous. Almost nuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, well, I suppose it doesn't really. I mean, even in Zim, even if the roads are bad, you, you, high chances you're probably still gonna crash a car. <laughs> well, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> have, you, have, you
1: crashed, have you have you crashed in australia yet
0: uh i had a I ha- i've had one i've had one little minor one um i was pulling up to the traffic lights and uh should i don't know if i should say this on live podcast but uh, i was uh on my i was on my phone and uh i was i was slowing down slowing down and then i didn't realize that the dude literally like he just like like uh, i mean this front. was in the first year that i came up so i was yeah. in i had like this big car and uh and yeah i literally just bumped into the back of him Boop! and uh,
1: uh yeah the classic
0: that was my that was my experience so far um although i will tell That's you cool. that I, I managed to smash the the tractor door which is like all glass so i managed to okay. smash that last saturday um
1: okay how can, how this... can you wreck a tractor <laughs>
0: Which was awesome. I was uh, I was driving through the orchard and uh, I opened the door. Okay, so like the door is literally literally it's like a glass window with some handles on it, and um, so I opened the door because there's a branch in my way. So I'm trying to like lean outside the tractor to push the branch over the top of the roof so that it doesn't like well. There's obviously a lot of fruit on it or whatever. I don't want to break the branch, so I'm now hanging out like kind of out the tractor still trying to drive it trying to push this branch over the top of it um so if you can imagine just like little old ant hanging half in the tractor half outside the tractor kind of yeah anyway so um and then the doors open i managed to push the branch over the over the top of the roof and uh i didn't see that there was another branch it was like more of like a stump that had been cut uh and I drove straight into it with the door and it just smashed it to pieces um, so yes that was a, a lovely call on a Saturday morning to my boss saying oh yeah hey good happy weekend but uh, I've just broken the door in the um, yeah
1: but yeah, how do you take it?
0: oh he's okay sometimes he's usually pretty chilled with that kind of thing because stuff does get broken uh, yeah and I mean the only thing that I feel shit about is like to be honest I'm usually the one that breaks it so <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't, uh, sounds I'm about really, right I feel a bit bad sometimes but um, but it's okay I like it turns out it's quite a common thing so uh, the like you, you go to the like the like the Kubota dealers and they literally have glass doors like in stock they don't even have to order yeah. them, nothing they usually just so you go there and you buy the glass and then I literally fitted it today you just like take the old glass out or whatever and then you just put the new one in Um, it's pretty cool like uh, so yeah I mean and it's a couple hundred bucks it's not like when I first broke it I thought it was like like thousands you know Um, but
1: it's oh, okay is not it not like that? insurance and stuff or not really
0: well to be honest I don't even think they would bother like I mean they might be insured like to some degree but I think for a couple of hundred dollars I mean it's probably worth well, the excess fee on the insurance is probably worth more than that you know what I mean so they're probably just paying yeah, it out of their okay. pocket. Um. I mean, and then to be honest, like the farms, like, I mean, I'd be, it's actually interesting to, to like, I don't know, they must have some kind of insurance towards all of the equipment and like the land itself, you know, like if there was a massive fire come through, there must be some kind of backup. Um, but, and obviously like health and that kind of stuff I mean, as workers we're obviously insured to some degree of like kind of anything that happens at work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of the machinery and that kind of stuff, we just we fix ourselves. I don't know if it's because they maybe they can just claim it off the end of the tax year. Like, they can just claim it as expenses. Um, so, yeah, they probably just do it that way. I don't know. Um, uh, but, yeah, okay. I mean, to okay. be honest, I'm also at that point, like, well, not me, but I feel like avocados and, like, avocado farmers generally, and, well, the ones that I've seen are, they the, the money's pretty good, you know. So I don't think I don't think they're pretty. I don't think they're really worried about that kind of stuff. To be honest, like I think they try and save the costs where they can. But I think, I mean, it's obviously avocado is a bit of a trend right now. So I think they're they're probably doing pretty good, you know. Um, so
1: so um, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. To be honest, I think most farmers, um, if you've got a sort of a large scale. Operation going. I think I think it's some pretty decent money to be made for sure.
0: Yeah, it's one of those yeah. things. That's,
1: it's it's a bit hard, you know. Like I, uh, I think
0: you're right. Like I think I mean I think to start up your own farm is quite a heavy initial investment. Um, you could very possibly do it, obviously. In like first world countries, you can also just go to the bank and they'll give you some money, and you know it's a bit easier. I mean, in 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 Australia, they really push it because agriculture is like a massive sector in in W. Well, in in Australia, you know, so they. They like the government. They really support the farmers a lot. Um, Yeah. And I think with the modern day population, like I, I get a feel. I mean, to be honest, I'm not really sure, but I I get a feeling that like a lot of people are very interested in like, well, becoming TikTok influencers rather than actually doing things like
1: work, (laughs) Uh, like hard work. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I do like it's it's really difficult. Like I know a lot of the the farmers at the moment, particularly. Are like really struggling to get like even just labour. So I mean, not even to find someone who's actually interested in farming, but just to find someone to like drive a tractor or whatever. They're really struggling with because like the Australian guys are not interested. You know, like if they're not if they're not mining, which is obviously where the big money is, or they're not like being a tradie, like an electrician or a plumber or something like that. I mean, they they're not really interested. Like I mean at some point last year they were like the Australian government was pushing to like get Australians to come and work on the farms. Like they were giving benefits. They were giving tax breaks. They were giving like accommodation. uh, And like, no one was interested. They're just like, no ways. Like I'm not fucking doing that. Um, So I think it's a big issue. So I think, I don't know. I think it's kind of one of those, those things that like, if you do start doing it yourself and you do show initiative and you do actually show some kind of interest in it, then I think you get quite a lot of support, you know? Um, yeah, but, for sure.
1: I mean, I think Australia also lost a lot of their, um, they lost a lot of their labor force closing borders. I don't know, like a lot of their seasonal farm workers, uh, were often yeah. like sort of backpackers or foreigners. So they lost that a lot there. And then, yeah, it was sort of a panic from there.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that's the massive thing is the backpackers. Like, I mean, honestly, like I was looking at the stats the other day. Like, it's honestly ridiculous how many, or to be honest, how dependent Australia is actually on immigrants. I mean, like it's something like seventy-four of the population, seventy-four percent of the population in Australia was actually not even born here. So, I mean, it's a massive population <laughs> like of people that are not actually even born here, but they immigrate and then they want to stay and then like. I mean, so th- I mean, yeah, the country is very dependent on that, and especially, I mean, you know, like you say, I mean, the farmers and the backpackers and like, it's just ridiculous. So, so we're getting a whole bunch of guys from Tonga because that's the only place that they can actually bring them from. Um but, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's another story. Uh okay. But anyway, so really interesting. Um, so, yeah, right. I don't want to keep, the, I don't want to make this too long. So we've, we've been going for about an hour now. They're probably, probably going to get bored of us talking. Um, but I did want to run through a few, just a couple of questions for you, Poon, just so that everybody kind of has an idea about what's 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 coming next. Yeah, um, go for it. What are your long term goals? Do you want to travel around the world? Do you want to start your own business? Do you want to keep going on the route that you're going because you're going on a very good route? So, are you? Or do you not have any? Or are you waiting to see what's what's going on for you right now?
1: Um. Yeah. Look, I think. Look, to be honest, my goals they're they're always changing with uh, with my mood. To be fair, but uh, <laughs> I'll, give, I'll give a bit, maybe a bit of an overview. Um, look, ideally, yeah, like nine to five. Yeah, that, that's not for me. Uh, that's uh, that's <laughs> definitely not for me. Hey. Eh? So I think yeah. I do do what I'd like to do by about, yeah, by about thirty or thirty-five. Uh, More yeah. By by the time I'm thirty, I should be um, in a close closest to by the CFO role in in our company.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: then yeah, probably work there for a few years. Then probably yeah, thirty-five. well yeah, thirty-five-ish have one or two properties, um, rent out those essentially pay for themselves um, with the rents. They'll cover the mortgages. Um, and then sort of, yeah, I'll be pretty keen to sort of day trade just some certain day trade and invest, sort of get you make my money work essentially work for me. Um, then, yeah, then you sort of have financial freedom and sort of time freedom, you're not really constrained to a specific job or so. uh, Ideally, by but yeah, say realistically 35 to 40, um, yeah, I'll probably be retired, (laughs) will hopefully be. Be retired um, from working, for, for or at least working for companies, and then yeah, pretty much we'll try try get into day trading, um, some some sort of long term investing as well, and and then yeah, I think sort of from a financial figure, I've always sort of had had that million dollar figure in my head. I'm pretty keen to get there by forty. Um, yeah, sort of working towards that. But, yeah, look, a lot of variables along the way. It's, it's a long time to go as well. It's a lot of, it's a lot of money to go as well. Um, but I think, yeah, with that sort of aspect and that sort of time and financial freedom, it really, it gives you opportunities to travel the world. Um, yeah, just sort of do what you want, really. So ideally, yeah, that, that's really what I'm looking at. Um, and I do really believe that I can make it happen. Um, yeah. yeah I, just, I just really need to put time and effort into learning the necessary skills to to do it.
0: Well, I mean, I think that's the thing, you know, like, I think like a lot of people are very quick to be like, Oh no, it's actually really difficult to achieve financial freedom. And like, you know, it's going to be really hard for me and I'm just stuck doing this job, but you're right. Like, I think if you, if you, if you're dedicated to what you want to do and you're like, you're really solid about it and like, you understand that it's going to take a bit of time, you know, like, it's not going to happen for you tomorrow. Um, but you're willing to kind of, yeah, do the work, you know? And like, I think another important thing is to plan out the steps, you know, like, cause like you've kind of looked at it you've, and you've, you've been smart about it. You, you've gone, okay, well, there's no ways that I'm going to be a professional day trader now because I just don't have the income to supply that, you know. But mm. you're kind of like, well, or, or maybe you could, you know, maybe you could, I don't know. But like, at least yeah, if you...
1: Yeah, so like I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll disagree with you on that one. I think that you don't really need, like you don't need a vast amount <laughs> of income. You could probably start with $100 um because yeah. like you're gonna sort of the best way to learn is essentially to make mistakes um so you don't really want to make mistakes with ten thousand with ten thousand so dollars you'd rather make that no, mistake with a hundred dollars <laughs> um sort of thing so th- like i think sort of starting now practicing now um is definitely beneficial so i have sort of like started this one course a bit um i haven't put too much time and effort into it though but i think yeah once i sort of get a bit more settled in the new job um then I'll yeah probably start carry on with it and we'll put a lot more. No, well, yeah, no, I totally agree with
0: you. Like, um, I think definitely as like a side gig, like fucking earth, like if you can start, I, I totally agree with you. Like if you can start making a couple of extra grand here and there and learning about it and like, I mean, that, that's, that's massive, you know, plus any kind of money that you're making from that is obviously going back into it, which is building your account. So, I mean, that kind of stuff is awesome
1: um yeah it just sort of like then, the it, it just compounds your, your your sort of yeah essentially your your wealth it sort of compounds your um yeah the sort of amount that you trade with so you make you start a thousand bucks you make a hundred bucks that's ten percent then you make ten percent on now your thousand one hundred um it just keeps compounding like that and you see it really does um it really does grow quite quickly once that compound the power of compounding starts to come into effect yeah, well, I mean that thing is massive. Eh?
0: Like, especially like, especially if if you're starting to do it now, if you're kind of buying stocks and you're holding them long term, like obviously good stocks. I mean, like that kind of stuff is huge. Um,
1: but I, I, I think mean, it's, cool. honest, it's 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 pretty easy to like. Okay, I say it's easy, but I, I really do. It's pretty easy to retire when you're 65 with with like one and a half million in your bank account. Um, and oh, I'll on. tell you how it's it's pretty much if you. It's a if you save, well, say say three hundred dollars we'll you put three hundred dollars into uh, um an etf or an index fund that's that tracks the s p 500 um <laughs> the s p 500 is essentially an index that um that tracks you the, the biggest 500 companies in america based on sort of average annual return it's about seven eight percent and with obviously compounding interest that, that if you starting at our sort of age yeah, if you put in like three hundred dollars a month, you end up with with well over a million by the time you're sixty five. You don't have to do anything; you just keep adding 300 300 Yeah, I mean, it, it's, literally, it's literally that. It's literally that simple. But just people just don't want to do it. They just don't understand it. They just yeah. It's also in Zimbabwe. You know, we we're really shut off from the stock markets. Well, um, I mean, this I is mean, the thing. Like.
0: Yeah. I find it crazy. It's like I mean, to be honest, I didn't even know what a fucking stock
1: was before I left school. Like after
0: I left school, you know what I mean? Like they yeah. didn't even they didn't even talk about it. So like <laughs> you you go into and then all I remember seeing was like checking out my iPhone and seeing this like what's this thing called stocks and then you look at like these random <laughs> graphs and it's like red and green and you're like what the fuck is all this shit about? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and you're right. Like, yeah. but I mean, it's also like it's crazy. It's not actually that complicated as well. And I mean, like even like, like when you're talking about picking like blue chip stocks or like trying to find, like, I mean, as long as you're picking like decent companies that are well established and have quite a decent economic moat around them and like are kind of profitable, you know, then I mean, long-term it's kind of hard to make any kind of mistakes. Or like you even say, it's even easier if you're just using indexes. Cause I mean, they're just tracking it for you. So um, yeah, it's even less risk there, you know? So, i think i think you're right you know and i think it's very it's very possible you know um so yeah no i totally agree i think you'll you'll definitely be able to get there for sure i mean and like obviously any kind of increase in your day-to-day income so like you're talking about like kind of getting into a cfo kind of role that'll obviously bump up your paycheck by quite a span you know so then that extra money is obviously then money that extra money at your disposal to use as another tool for making yourself, you know, like you're talking about the real estate that's a really good thing, like I've been looking at the real estate vibe for a while, I don't think i will do it in Australia just simply because house prices are ridiculous um, but I mean like, yeah, like places like, like Europe, even like developing countries like South America, because of all the tourism and stuff that's going on, like if you could, you could get a couple of properties and even just do Airbnb or that kind of thing, you know, like that's, I don't know, I mean Plus you're getting all the tax breaks and all the other benefits from it. My only thing that I saw or the only thing that I kind of felt about the real estate was all your kind of maintenance costs and your, and your like, but to be honest, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're like working that into your rent costs, then it's kind of paying for itself. You know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah. I think with real estate, it's always tricky because you need to now decide if you yourself want to manage the property or properties, yeah. or if you just, um, hire an agency to do it for you. Um, because obviously not everyone has time has time to manage their own properties, but then obviously then 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 it's cheaper to do it yourself than to pay a company to do it for you. Yeah. So there's always that sort of trade off. And then obviously the doing with the company, it's just, it's not less effort. You don't really have to do anything. You just pay a fee, um, and then they manage everything, but. Yeah, it's it's always tricky to figure out the the costs and that. I think, yeah, it it is it is definitely a bit tricky. Yeah,
0: but I think you're talking. But I think you're right in terms of like. I mean, the general idea about it though is like pretty solid. You know, I mean, a you also. I mean, you're diversifying as well. So you're getting a couple of properties. You then you're looking at stocks. You're trying to generate income from a bunch of different sources, you know what I mean? So you're not only completely suppliant on your job, you know? Like, I think that's a big mistake that people make is they they get a job and they're like, okay, cool. This is where my income comes from. And like, that's it, you know? And I'm kind of like, I mean, a lot of the things that I'm reading and I'm learning about is kind of like, yeah, but you need to try and generate other streams of income so that if you do one day get sick of your job, you can actually fucking leave, you know? Yeah, Um,
1: no, exactly. I mean, like, if you, have you read the the book, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? yeah yeah that's a classic yeah so that's yeah i mean that that's that builds a pretty good foundation of just like the the concept of um sort of revenue streams and um yeah sort of having more than one um sort of income is is definitely it's a good foundation for sure and i think that yeah it, it it's a bit i wouldn't say okay it's not risky relying on one source of income but it's just there are easy ways to get several sources of income. You just need to get off your ass and do it and figure it out and yeah. And just get yeah. it done. No, for sure. And I think also like, if you're trying to, if you're trying to accept,
0: like accelerate your, your progress for a word, like kind of to get, well, if you wanted to get to the end point a bit quicker, you know, so like what you're talking about, like financial freedom and being able to travel and being able to do these kinds of things, then like, I think, those are the kind of steps that you need to be making, you know, like you need to be reading the books. You need to be like learning the skills, which to be honest, I think is one of the hardest parts. Like, cause once you have the knowledge and you've got the financial education, then it's, you've got it, you know, like you've got all the tools that you necessarily need um, to, to do what, the things that you want to do, you know, plus you've obviously got to give yourself a tough time to make mistakes and to fuck up and to, <laughs> you know, there's got to be some kind of contingency in there. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but I think it's cool. You know, I think like I think to be honest, the big thing that I relate with you is your ambition, you know. Like I, I love people with ambition. Like I, I really I feed off that, you know, like I find I struggle with Australians because a lot of the youngsters, like they just don't have anything. Like they're not interested. Like they're just happy to get their job, become a plumber, earn hundred grand a year, get a car and that's go to the beach on the weekends and have a couple of beers and that's 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 what they want you know and which is cool i mean like
1: it's, it's not a bad life but i'll be quite happy with the 100 grand a month i'm not gonna lie i mean 100 no, grand I... a year i'll be quite happy with that <laughs> well i mean yeah i mean like
0: it's, it's not a bad living but like it, there's kind of there's no further progression in that you know what i mean mm-hmm. whereas like i feel like i don't know with you and like a lot of, a lot of like, I don't know, maybe it's because of the place that we were brought up or I don't know what it comes from, but like there's, there's, there's a, there's a, like a, a need for more, you know, like they're kind of like, Oh, well that would be cool. But yes, there is more to life than working every week. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um, No, I, I get, I get what you mean for
0: sure. Yeah. I do get what you mean. But anyway, that'll be another topic for us to have a chat about the next time. Um, and so just to finish up, I got one more question for you. If you had to nail down one, one of the biggest, the biggest, but one of the biggest lessons that you've learned so far since you've left school, uh, just any kind of general, maybe it could be a good piece of advice that you've heard or something that you've learned from your own personal experience, like me and my modeling, uh, the, do not do the modelling thing again. Yeah, for um, sure. I don't. No, know. I think, is there anything that you'd like to, to share?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll give. I'll give. I'll give two two sort brief pieces of advice. I think the one that's really played a big impact to my life is that dealing with sort of senior management or you know in interviews and that it's really not to to panic. You know, the day, everyone is just a person. You know, it doesn't matter if they're the president or you and I, you know, we're just people, no one's really, no one's special. We're just people. Um, so we shouldn't be intimidated or scared to ask questions. I mean, yeah, we, 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 are all just people. We're all the same. It's, you know, no one is, is any difference, you know, we're just people. So for me that that's played a big part because I know like, especially when you're working for companies, a lot of people are, are scared to ask questions to senior managers, um, CEOs, CFOs and that, um, Sort of have discussions with them, you know, when you do presentations, they're sort of panicking, and but it's thing is, it's very natural to make mistakes. They understand that they've done it, they've been through the whole process, you know, so just, just sort of be calm. They're just people, just yeah, chat chat to them how you would, you know, with anyone else. Um, obviously, like the level of respect is will, will differ to sort of who you speak to, but I mean, obviously, I always have respect to, to other people, and then I think another piece of advice that I've sort of learned over the years is. You just really focus on your own journey and not compare yourself to others. Because um, yeah. realistically, when you start comparing yourself to others, you pretty much start comparing apples and oranges. Um, everyone does different things. Uh, unless there's someone who has done the exact same thing as me and is working in my job as like the exact same job as me, then I can compare. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, yeah, there's no point in comparing at all. You know, everyone does different things. Everyone goes at different paces at the end of the day you know if someone's making twenty five thousand, you know dollars a year and other person's making a hundred thousand but they're both happy yeah then great then who's who's more successful um you know they're both equally happy so what what is success measured on what are you actually comparing um is it wealth if it's wealth why why are you comparing wealth as a measure of success and not and not happiness um, because yeah, wealth and happiness are not always um, sort of together. But I, I think like yeah, it's it's quite hard to be unhappy with money, especially at our age. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'd say definitely, I'd say definitely yeah, just focus on yourself and don't compare yourself to others because you are really like you know we are unique in our own ways, and it, it's unfair on yourself to compare yourself to other people.
0: Yeah. No, I think
1: that's no, no, no. huge. Like, I think, I think both of those are pretty profound, you know, like,
0: uh and to be honest, I can relate to both of them. I mean, the first, yeah. the first one was like, I mean, I, I've been working on that recently with myself actually like trying to really get to down to the point of like, why, why do I feel nervous to speak to this person? Like, yeah, they are literally just another human being, you know, like, but I, I like I do, like, I, I, I feel, especially when it's like I mean the boss is not so bad but when it's like new people that I'm meeting or people that I feel might be able to influence my life in some kind of way like I, I yeah. like it makes me stand offish but then to be honest that then that then makes the interaction with them more difficult and less likely to bring me what I'm wanting out of it you know what I mean so like
1: yeah exactly it it it, it does i mean i think it's... yeah i mean like you just also, yeah, you know, just ask questions. You know, if you want something, ask. The, yeah. the worst that the person is going to say is no. Then okay, yeah. cool. Then you move on. It's not, you know, <laughs> everyone's very. It was very embarrassed to to hear the word no. But yeah, it, it's natural. It's, not, it's... it's you're not going to hear yes every time. Um, Why? Answer. I
0: think there's a really you know, good analogy. It's like the like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. You know what I mean? So like, if you're not actually asking for what you want, then to be honest, everybody around you is just going to assume that you're happy with what you have. You know. And if that's not yeah, what yeah. you want, then, then you need to make a bit of noise about it and actually kind of communicate with people that you want a bit more, you know? Obviously, then you yeah, have to exactly. do the work to do that, but you can't just yeah. go around telling yeah. people what you want. But,
1: yeah, you know. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, you can, offer, you can sort of use it as, whether it's negotiations and like sort of salaries and contracts or, you know, yeah. just general conversations in life. If you, okay. so you really need to borrow a car, but you're too scared to ask you know, just ask if if he says no, he says no. Okay, cool. That's, that's fine. <laughs> then end of story. then You move on, make a plan. It's yeah, it's not the yeah. end of the world. So no, uh, it's, sure. it's super. Yeah. It's... So I'll tell you, those are pretty much my two, my two biggest. And the second one as well so was
0: one that the second one as well was something that I, I really do struggle with a lot, even now, like the whole, I mean, especially with me trying to do the music thing, like, cause as soon as I open up my Instagram, I'm just like, I probably don't help myself because I follow all the musicians because I'm kind of like trying to get ideas from them. But then you can't help, well, I can't help myself but compare myself because because I'm obviously like really chasing that, you know. Yeah <laughs> I then open my and I see like this young 23 year old rapper or whatever, and he's like making mills and he's like fucking balling. And then I <laughs> you know, you I like I, I honestly like I, I can't help myself. Um and it's totally you're right, like it's totally unfair on myself as well, because it's like everybody has their own pace their own backgrounds their own things i mean like everybody has a different kind of story you know um and yeah i think think you're right and then you're like but and again when you say like okay but what are you comparing if you're comparing the wealth then why like i think that's huge because i think a big thing for me ever since i was young was like oh i just want to be rich but like kind of coming through the system a bit you're like okay but but why? I mean, yes, rich, rich, being rich will help a few things and they will, it'll buy me some cool stuff. But essentially, if I can't actually be happy with who I am, then how is money going to make that any better? You know? Yeah, um, for sure.
1: Yeah. So I think that especially at, look like, at our age, I think it's very difficult. Everyone wants to be the most successful, um, the richest out of whatever our year group or frame group, um, but I think it's quite a toxic mindset because then everyone starts wasting money to create that false perception that they are rich, they are wealthy. I mean, realistically, everyone our age, no one's rich, no one's wealthy. Um, <laughs> everyone's just yeah. working hard. Everyone's just working hard for their money, paying their rents and that's, you know, yeah, and no one's going on, on yachts and, and stuff like that. And I mean, even if they are okay, great, that's cool. Uh, don't be scared to invite me. Uh <laughs> I I just don't see I don't I don't think it's I think it's quite toxic to start comparing yourself and to other people as well as especially wealth. I I don't think it's a good idea to start comparing wealth. Um I think it does create a very toxic mindset and you end up sort of trying to prove to others that, that you're wealthy, you sort of end up buying unnecessary things to create that perception of wealth when in reality you know, often you see very, very wealthy people just wear plain T-shirt and shorts, and then you'll see, like, sort of, yeah. Let's we'll just say, for example, me. You'll I'll maybe wear you know, a polo shirt, um, you know, some designer shorts or whatever. You know, for the perception of wealth. But the real wealthy people don't care about the perception of wealth because they're comfortable with what they are.
0: Yeah. Oh, uh, I mean, and that's huge. You know, mm-hmm. like to be honest, because it's it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a catch twenty-two. You know, I mean, the more you're spending on trying to look wealthy the less wealthy you're getting, you know? So like, yeah. <laughs> it's those. just
1: counterproductive for sure.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, no, that's cool. Yeah. I think, I think the people will be happy with that for now. Um, That was an awesome, an awesome second episode. So thank you very much for coming on and spending a bit of time with me. I appreciate it. Um,
1: No, absolute and, pleasure. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks very much for having me on. Yeah. Yeah. It was very, it was very great. So I, I really enjoyed um, yeah, some really good conversation topics there. I really no,
0: enjoyed no. engaging. So, yeah, no. So I think we'll we'll definitely start making this more of a, a regular thing. Like we like we say. I mean, like to the listeners, we'll probably uh we will start going a bit more in depth on a few different topics. I mean, to be honest, I'll probably have to do a bit of research on them because I I, I tend to talk about things a bit vaguely.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but yes, so Warren will be joining us for uh, for the foreseeable future. That's for sure. Um, Maybe we'll maybe get the chance to catch up with him in Dubai as he travels around the world. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> If I'm not
1: struggling from sunstroke, yeah. I'll definitely be keen.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is going to be a bit warm, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, cool. cool. Warren, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, we will do this again soon.